Alright, so hello everyone. So again, uh, it's just uh, a small a small group of guys that enjoy the heli hobby talking to you today on the Skits Up podcast for today. So today we don't have Paul. He's been very busy with work, but we have our great host, Darren. How's it going, eh? Hey, I like that Canadian hey at the end. Hey, no, no, it's A, not hey. It's A. Hey. Hey. Nice, <laughs> nice. And uh, we have Frank. Frank, say hi. Frank, say hi. Awesome. Alrighty, so today we have a shorter episode for you guys that have a shorter commutes. So as you know, we, th- we think about everything. We try to give you diff- diverse content, you know, some episodes that are longer, some episodes that are shorter. So this is one of this is going to be one of those shorter uh, episodes because you're, we're just going to do a little bit of catching up. It's been a while since, uh, since we got together uh, back on uh, trying to resemble some sort of timeliness on our podcast recording sessions. So uh, let's, uh, why don't we get started and kick things off with uh, Mr. Canadian. Well, first of all, Javier, don't make promises you can't keep. There's no what? guarantee this is going to be a short episode. Ah, okay. that is true. Okay. That is true. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I got, I got, I got some shit to say. I do too. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, let's hit it. <laughs> oh, I've been flying. I, uh, I've been to uh, uh, about time. Yeah. Well, what do you mean about time? How I many just... flights you got in for this year? Actually, I haven't been doing a flight count this year, but I'll guess. Maybe hundred, if that. Oh. oh, my God! Those are, you know, those are some rookie numbers. You got to raise those numbers up, man. Yeah, well, uh, to be honest, that's that's actually not a bad year for me. <laughs> really? Oh yeah, you're you're in the frozen tundra. I the other thing is too is to be honest, at you know, I get to the field and start flying. Once I hit about six flights, four to six flights in a day, that's like almost done for me already. <laughs> it's almost too much. Oh, so, you know, okay. slow and steady. I'm not, you know, it's not about the speed. It's not about the numbers. It's about having fun, being chill. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. No, I drove, was it beginning of July? Jan- July 1st is our Canada Day long weekend, Canada's birthday. And so I took the, uh, the day before that off and the day after that weekend off and drove to Alberta, which was about, I think it was about a 14 to 15 hour drive to go to oh, a fun fly. So that's like, so that's like from me to, from Miami to RCHO. Okay. okay. I got it now. I got a yeah. good understanding of it. So, okay. and yeah, we're talking through mountains and uh, hills and valleys and Flatland, Alberta, it's flat. It's like pr- almost prairie flat. It's not quite as flat as Saskatchewan, but it's still really flat. And unfortunately, the guy who, uh, who did the organizing, Peter is his name. He's a young guy, really good guy. Unfortunately, he got thrown in kind of at the last minute to organize the event. And so it wasn't really super well advertised. Plus, the weather didn't exactly play ball. Uh, Saturday was pretty much almost completely rain until supper time. So there wasn't a whole lot of flying. And 
not only that, there was only about, I think there's only about 10 or 12 pilots registered for the whole event for the whole weekend. Once again, it was just too, it, it was thrown together at the last minute. Having said that, I had a great time. The people were awesome. It was actually kind of nice having a really small group of guys together. We all sort of hung out together. We all got along and helped each other out and had a lot of fun. And uh, if people are interested in seeing a few videos of some really good Canadian pilots, I've got some videos posted up on my YouTube site. Cool. And uh, yeah, it was uh, it was actually a lot of fun. Yeah, it was good. Like I say, the weather sucked and there would, would have been nice if there would have been more people, but next year, anybody, any Canadian listeners here, go to Pinoka for the fun fly. Peter would appreciate it. It's a great guy. It's a nice club and we had good food. They had, uh, the field was right beside a moose hall. And so the ladies from the moose hall went and cooked us food for the whole weekend. And cool. I'm sorry, you guys in Texas, your Texas beef is good. I'm sorry, it doesn't taste as good as Alberta beef. I'm not saying know, Texas man. beef is bad. It's not bad. But until you've tried Alberta beef, you don't know. I don't know, dude. <laughs> I, I gotta, I gotta argue with you there, dude. Kenny Sierra at the Hellies over at Apache Pass had some bomb ass burgers that I ate while I was there. So I don't know. And I had some had, really good, uh, hey, fried Alberta steak, not beef, you had our, not burgers, steak. Well, bro, you know. It is, you know, can't always rock this. I had a steak at, at a restaurant in Texas. It was pretty good. <laughs> well, I've but, had several. I've had Texas steaks. They're good. They're definitely yeah. good. But I'll take my Alberta but, uh, steaks. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. the national pride and everything. I can understand that. I get yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyways, the one other interesting thing for me this last few, or at that event then too, is I actually had crashed both my helicopters a few weeks before I got them both. I thought fixed a few days before the event. And it turns out the uh, speed controller on my T-Rex 800 was dead. Yep. And thank you to the people at Scorpion. Scorpion actually did, did really well. Uh, I was really happy with, with dealing with them and, uh, uh, I'm pretty happy. I've got a nice brand spanking new speed controller for my 800 now. Although there's more stuff to come on that. But in the meantime, I ended up only just having my, my logo 690 and my scale helicopter were the two main helicopters that I brought. I did bring my Yardbird, although I didn't fly that. And I did bring a, uh, an old 550 that I did not fly either. But I did get to test out a whole whack of other people's helicopters. OPH is always fun. And I got to try a couple of different MSH Protos helicopters. And I got to try an XL Power V2. And I have to say, I kind of like that V2, actually. It flew really well. Uh, the guy, so it was my Alberta dealer, Manny, who had it, who had the V2 that I tested. He I actually had it on a 4525 series motor, so not a, you know, a smaller motor mm -hmm. with 12S 4000 packs on it. Okay, so it's a little lighter. Yeah, and then 7710s, seven, seven Rotortech 710s on it. Nice. 
So nice light disc loading and all that kind of thing. And I got to say, it flew really well. I came home doing a lot of thinking. And then, you uh, sorry, go ahead. Have you done, have you done the uh, parts cost comparison to other helicopter brands? No, actually, I have not. <laughs> oh, wait till, you, wait till you do that. I know you'll be calling me once, once you do that. <laughs> so I haven't. <clears throat> and then, uh, got home and been doing a little bit more flying last weekend. We, uh, was it last week? No, weekend before we were putting on me and a bunch of friends we were decided to go and put on a little bit of a miniature air show for a, a non-flying mutual friend of ours he's always had an interest in rc aircraft but never got into it and unfortunately now with his age and health there's probably no point in him getting into rc flying now anyways although we were hoping to try and get him on a buddy box but it didn't work out that day but we put on a little bit of a miniature air show for him. And so I, it was kind of funny. Uh, he's never seen an RC helicopter fly. And so I put my 800 in the air. And after that flight, his first comment was, Darren, you've just blown my mind as to what a helicopter can do. <laughs> uh, that's have awesome. you guys? That's awesome. Have you guys ever flown, done a demonstration flight for people who have never seen an RC helicopter before? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you gotta yeah. love the reactions. You know, uh, even just a simple pinch, pitch pump, a pirouetting pitch pump on all, and people like, <gasps> it's lots yeah. of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I have a story about that. I mean, uh, I w- I got called a pro once. <laughs> Precisely yep. by people that don't know, I mean, have never seen a, a helicopter do any kind of aerobatics. So, yeah, that was funny that time. So, so, yeah, yeah, I know, I know what what you're talking about. Yeah, so it was a lot of fun, and we had a really good day. And unfortunately, we were supposed to also celebrate a mut- uh, friend's birthday as well that day, but he ended up getting sick, so uh, that didn't work out. We're we're hoping to have our birthday celebration for him tomorrow, actually. And then last weekend I got out to fly again. And this time the day's flying didn't go quite so well. You guys, I think, have seen the video. I took my T-Rex 800 up. And after doing a little bit of flying, I did, the whole flight didn't even last a minute. And I was doing a couple of full collective funnels, uh, nose down, disc in funnels, going clockwise. And suddenly the helicopter just starts pirouetting at full speed on me, no control. And it was basically all I could do was to just make sure I didn't let it go into the moat that surrounds our field and then shut the motor off before it was too late. And it actually smacked hard into our the pole that how that holds our wind stock wind sock and yeah the 800 is down and at this point i'm not going to repair it because i want a new heli nice so yeah 
And then the very next day, I ordered my new heli. Wow, you don't you don't take around, huh? You you think you think something through through quickly and then you execute. Nice. Well, I've been eyeing a new heli for a while, right? I mean, I've, we talked about it last time. You know that I, I, even that Payuma was kind of interesting me, and I wanted to see about the Oxy Flash too. Although I'm, uh, I don't know when that's going to show up. Yeah, that's probably and... not too long in the horizon. But so, did you get a Puma? Nope. Oh, come on. Nope. I, Frank will be happy. I bought an XL Power V2. <laughs> Another that gets yes. converted. Yes. The only thing actually I did not like about the XL Power V2, I don't like that red and white canopy. Oh, get the hell out of here. How do you not like the canopy? That canopy is beautiful. Well, it, it looks match- good. It, it, it matches my place. I just don't think it's going to be as visible in the air as the old orange one. So they have the or- the orange and black one for a V2 as well. So I ordered that yep. as well. Yeah. And there's actually a new one, another one coming out, which is the, the new Nick Maxwell edition ones, which is black and purple, which is really nice too. See, I would, I could see that looking good. I don't know how visible that would be in the air. So, you know, I've never had issues with canopy because, you know, I used to like the the bird I used to fly a lot before Breaking Board XL was my uh, white and silver 570. I used to mm-hmm. fly the piss out of that thing. Mm-hmm. And it's never been the canopy. It's always been that it works a lot better for me if I have a color telfin. So if See, my telfin is a th- And I've never paid attention to the telfin. Hmm. I've always paid attention actually to the canopy and the skids, uh, as well as the blades. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So, and yeah, and I, I just, you know, I would think that the red and white is probably really nice in a blue sky. It's, but in the gray skies, I'm not so sure how good that, and I really like the one thing I've always liked about my logo 690. Is just how visible that orange canopy is in the gray skies. And when the light is starting to fade a little bit too. I find that that orange is really easy to see. And so I wanted the, I, I went and bought the orange canopy yet too. Nice. I have the orange canopy on my V1 Nightbird and it looks really yep. good at night with the lights. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It looks really good at night with. Yeah, I could see that. So, yeah, so I am actually going to a fun fly in my hometown of Kamloops this coming weekend. I'm actually taking Friday and Tuesday off of work. This weekend is a long weekend for us, stat holiday on Monday. Hmm. So I'm taking Friday off of work and I'm taking Tuesday off of work and I'll get a five-day weekend out of two days holiday. And I'm going to Kamloops for, uh, for a fun fly. And I will be getting my XL Power V2 there. The only thing now, I'm not sure what I want to do for electronics yet. I'm going to take the Neo from the 800 and put that in there. Mm-hmm. My Scorpion 200, obviously, I've only got about four flights on it before it crashed the 800 again. So I'll, I'll reuse cool. that. I have old MKS brushless servos on that 800 
They're probably close to 10 years old. They're brushless, high voltage. They still work perfectly. Cool. But I'm not sure if I really want to use them again, just because there's probably well over a thousand. Well, I shouldn't say well over. There's probably about a thousand flights on that, on those servos. And then the T-Rex 800 motor, that old MX850, it's super powerful. I, it's got lots of power and it'll probably work great, but it is big and heavy. And I've said before, I like a lighter helicopter. So I'm trying to figure out what I want to do for motor and servos. Well, there's a lot of great options out there. I yeah. won't tell you to, to get a Scorpion motor or torque servos, you know, just got fly yeah. fly. You should always yeah. get what I fly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of great options out there, man. There are. That's part of the problem. The Thetas are pretty good, you know. MKS is always I, MKS always made a good servo. Futaba makes a great servo. KST makes some really good servos as well, you know. So you have a lot of options now, which is really good, you know. It's not like it was yeah. like ten years ago when you're either if you had money you spent you bought Futabas, and if not you got uh, you bought used online servos and rocked those for the longest time. Yeah, and I've been eyeing those Theta servos. I really have. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that price yep. in Canadian the dollars pr- hurts. Does yeah, it? Well, get what, get what you have local support for. I mean, I think that would be the best. See, I'm if I get the Thetas, I'm looking at, I'm thinking of the low profile ones because I think they'd probably be a little bit lighter. That's good. That's a cool idea. And. They're $145 Canadian plus shipping it each. Ooh. Yeah. And then the, the tail servo is $172 Canadian. Oof. Yeah. And that hurts. That, I bet that does. <laughs> yeah. And I just sort of go, oh, and... I mean, I know this isn't exactly a cheap hobby. And I know that those are good servos. You know, and it's not like I, you know, I do have the money. I just, you know, I'm a cheap bugger in some ways too. Mm. <laughs> I, I just sort of go, that's a, okay, a so hard pill to swallow. Let, let's, talk, let's talk you into it. You know, let's do, uh, you know, play devil's advocate. Okay. What was the last time? What was the last time you built a full uh, a seven hundred? Actually, a new been, that was my logo six ninety, and I would guess about four, maybe five years ago. Okay, so probably four years you, ago. So it's just not something that you do every day, right? No. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, how often do you like to wrench? I don't. Okay. So. So if you really think about it, spending more money on servos would help you spend less time wrenching because you would not have to worry about anything. You, would, you yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. So you were yeah, so you wouldn't have to be worried about, you know, dying out on you or anything like that. So the cost of the servos might actually save you time in the long term, you know, and being that you don't you don't do this often, you might as well, you know, hit it hit it hard. If you if you build a helicopter once every 5 years, you know, yeah, this might be worth it. Yeah, I'm. I'm not going to deny that. That initial price is still hard to swallow. Though. <laughs> well, remember they also they also it's also like the most uh, 
one of the servos that have the that NFT programming. Even though mm-hmm. I'm not on the, t- I, even though I don't fly for them, but I do I do appreciate them because one of my uh, team pilots, he's like the guy who helped bring him into the United States. So and yeah. I've 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 owned, I've owned the set and they're pretty good, you know. Uh, they're not and as good I, as my Torx, but they're really good though. <laughs> and I am curious about the the Theta. The, those ones are really the ones that interest me the most. I really, there, and it is to do with that programming. Mm-hmm. Having said that, do I really need the programming capability? No, not at all. No, but you know, it's a hobby. You know, get what feels right for you. I mean, if you yeah. want to give it a try, I mean, it's not like you're gonna be spending, you know, two hundred and fifty on 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 a set versus one hundred and forty. I mean. The difference is going to be thirty, forty dollars between brands usually. Yes. So, so you know, just just get what you want to try out, man. I mean, if you want to try out the Thetas and want to take a shot at that programming, even if it's just to recenter the servos, which is what most people use it for. I mean, that's fine. Yep. Um, you know, I mean, go ahead with it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, if you know, because the if for example, you you said you have MKS, you know, the X fives are the the inexpensive cyclics one, which probably are around that price. So it all depends on what you want. I mean, if you if you want to to try those out, I mean, go ahead. Like Frank said, you know, it's not like you're building these, you know, every year even. I mean, so yeah. just 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 get that. I mean, if you have the money, if you, if you're not gonna get into into problems financing them or whatever, I mean, just go ahead with it, man. Yeah. See, these are old. HBL nine, HBL eight fifties and nine fifties, like they're really Dude, old MKS servos. Y- you can probably get one hundred fifty bucks for that sort of servos if you decide to sell them. So you say that would help you lower the price of the the new ones too. I hate selling stuff. <laughs> oh, dude. You know, always I just but, I'm always very honest about what I sell and yeah. I. Show, I show doubt I'd working. get 150. I doubt I'd get one hundred fifty bucks. Well, no. you're talking in total. You mean for all three? And t- for all, for all three, actually yeah. no, it'd be four because I got a tail servo in there yet too. Oh no, sorry, oh, the, the tail servo wasn't a line one still. That's right, but it'd be yes. so it'd be three. Yeah, so you could well, do the entire set, the entire set of servos for like two hundred bucks, and someone would jump on it, spending fifty dollars of servos. I'll, help, maybe. I'll probably help out. In, yeah, to be honest, actually, I got I could probably stick those servos into an RC car too. I've got a couple RC cars that would probably love to have the upgrade too. Nice, you could do that too. You know, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Just it's do something it. I'm still trying to decide. Uh, just do it. Just like you bought the, that helicopter the the next day. Just buy. Just go and buy the servos. <laughs> Believe it or not, that actually wasn't just a quick purchase. It was a lot well thought out purchase, even for the helicopter. Because I don't do anything like that just for the moment, dude. But just say it right here. Just over it like mad. Wings. Just tell it. everybody that I talked you into it, so I look good to my sponsors. oh we'll see we'll see so yeah so that's pretty much about it for me and like i say i'm still not sure about the motor i i might even just stick that motor in there for now anyways just for now Mm because i still have some old align uh 12s 5200 packs that are really still in excellent shape and then maybe buy smaller packs and a lighter motor maybe later on down the road. We'll see. 
But you know yeah. which one? Which one you should look into too? The the forty two twenty five Nate Maxwell's motor. I I seen that motor put some move yeah. pretty good on on that on the helicopter. Well, okay. Do you guys think that that uh, you know scorpion? If you're trying to if if you're trying to save weight, that's the way I would go. Well, so I had I had uh, noticed that one. The other one I was kind of wondering about too. You know, Scorpion and Nexanova have both come out with those new motors that are specifically for the Payuma. Mm-hmm. And I wonder whether one of those motors might work really well on this thing too, because they're supposed to be a lighter motor too. I haven't actually checked the specs though. But we'll see how much lighter they are. As long as they're, you know, they have the big mounting and you can mount it to it, yeah, it should be no problem. But I don't know, dude. I have a 4530 500kV motors on each one of mine. So, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not worried about weight. I got yeah. more, I got enough torque to pull a stomp puller. And it, for me, I mean, it's not like I, I'm a, you know, the, I mean, the one thing that I always wasn't sure about with or didn't really like about the V2 is that, you know, it wasn't the lightest helicopter out there. Uh, that's one of the reasons, although, too, why I was actually ended up buying it. Because when I flew it, he had the lighter weight set up. And it mm-hmm. really did not feel heavy in the air. It actually felt very much like what I was looking for. And that's, you know, one of the one of the reasons why I bought the hel- or ordered the helicopter in the first place. So, Well, what, what motor was that guy running? Uh, he was running the... Oh brother, the forty-five twenty-five. He's running okay. Eagle Drift forty-five twenty-five, uh, four ninety kV. Then you go. Yeah, I mean, just just search for you know a forty-five twenty-five on whichever brand you want. I mean, yeah. if that's if that's the power and the weight that felt right that made you decide for this heli. I mean, don't mm-hmm. think it too much. Just get that that you know a similar motor you know uh, in whichever brand you want. Yeah. We'll see. I'm still not decided. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm still not decided yet. I'm doing my normal thing, which is overthinking everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, so. hopefully, well, not hopefully. I'm pretty sure that by next, with our recording schedule, by next time we record, we'll already have a, a flown heli by you. So. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It will have been flown by the next time we record. And I think that's about it for me. Uh, come on. You said you were going to take more longer. You promised me longer. Well, or at least you threatened with more. <laughs> well, Frank still has to talk yet, too. <laughs> yeah, have your, you go next and I'll finish up. Well, it, well, if I go next, I have to start with a fishing story. Go ahead. We're used to this. this is, so before we start, we have a group of like most of the podcasters on Facebook, right? And every week we change the name on it to add another thing, Reels. Fishing, pond, all this crap that goes on there. We're all kind of, it's this big ongoing joke. It's pretty funny too, honestly. Yeah. Um, so this is, this is mostly a helicopter podcast with some fishing stories tied in there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, and well, by the way, actually- I want to buy a motorbike too, but, uh, I'm, uh yeah. do you? So do I. So do I. <laughs> but I, I, I want a Harley Davidson. Oh, no, that's not my style. They're nice oh, bikes. So They're oh, nice bikes. So but they're not that my is style. So that is so me, right there. It's not even funny. Big old <laughs> cruiser. Oh, yeah. You know what my problem is? I'm way too tall for them. Well, like, how you're tall, tall are you? too, aren't you? Yeah, I'm six five. Yeah, and you—you you actually think? Have you actually ridden a Harley? 
Yeah. Yeah? And you didn't feel I've like you were way too big for it? No, I've written a Heritage, and I've written, well, I've written a Sportster 1200, which I did feel really like it was a kid's bike compared to that. But I've written a Big Heritage, and I've written a Fat, a fat Boy. I want to try one of those electric lights. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. Just I just find, I just feel real cramped on those things. So what would you get? I'm looking at an adventure touring style, like, uh, the. Okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, a Suzuki, the Yamaha Tenere or the Suzuki, uh, V-Strom like a or something up, like that. Like a hopped, like a oversized dirt bike, essentially what you're looking for. Yeah. Except the ones that I'm looking at are more street oriented than dirt, but than dirt bike oriented. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Basically, they'll do a good, they'll do a gravel road, and that's about the worst they'll do. Mm, okay. So, anyways, have your hit us with your fishing story. Did you catch? Alrighty. Did you catch the big one? Okay. All right. So, um, so, so the other day, I had to. Uh, well, it was a Monday, and I felt like uh, overwhelmed with work, and I just decided to take a break at uh, at noon at lunchtime and uh, go fishing. So I I went there. I went to a little pond that's, you know, like 15 minutes away from my house. And um, I was I was fishing there and I was trying, you know, I've been consuming a lot of uh, YouTube videos about how to fish and, you know, all that stuff. So I tried to apply a little bit of the of the methods there because it was it was funny because the there were signs posted that said that, you know, that there were bass there. But every every time that I've gone there, you know, people just catch like small uh bluegills and panfish and you know very small fish and it's usually you know uh like grandparents taking their 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 sons or you know things like that right so there was actually that day there was a grandparent with his child there or with his grandson so i was there trying to do something you know i was not catching anything um i i threw one and then all of a sudden I I feel like uh, like tingling on the line, you know. As as you know, I'm very very, you know, amateur uh, on on this on this on this thing. So I really don't know what a bite feels like, especially from a bass. So it was kind of this tingling. So I just start pulling back, and I felt like I had something. But you know, sometimes I just get snacks, or sometimes I you know I start fishing like a whole bunch of big chunk of grass or things like that that feel as heavy as a fish but are not really a fish so i started drilling in and all of a sudden this monster bass comes out of the water and i was like oh my gosh and you know the grandpa and the, and, and the, and the grandson turned around and said oh my gosh is that really living down here so i started pulling that but of course you know since i i was too excited and i really don't know what to do i know about setting the hook but i actually didn't do it so when I I was pulling it out from the water to the pier, you know, it let loose. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I mean, that's that's horrible. Now I have to keep trying. So I was like all pumped up, you know, that I needed to keep trying and trying and trying to to catch this, this bass or, you know, something around, around that. So I started tying and retying and changing my baits and doing all sorts, all sorts of stuff to try to, to, again, catch something. So in all this commotion, you might say, you know, I have, uh, you know, your regular uh, fishing fishing pliers that have like a little carrying case. So I was stationed on a bench on the pier right next to the edge, right? So 
as I was opening and closing and moving around, you know, the the little carrying pouch falls into the water. So I say, oh, my gosh, I don't want to lose it, right? I, you know, and I could see it. It was sinking very, very slowly. It was apparently not too deep. So and, and the water was a little bit clear. So I could still see it, you know, sinking down very slowly, very slowly, very slowly. So I said, you know, what I should do is just pick up a rod and just, you know, try to fish it out, right? So I grabbed the first rod that I, that I, that I, that I had. Uh, that actually it had no it it had nothing tied on it so i just tried to get it but it was kind of like an awkward position because as i said you know it was on a bench right next to the to the edge of the pier so i was so you know i clamped up on the i you know i kneeled on on, on the um on on the bench and i was trying to reach out and it was getting out so i started grabbing the rod more by the end of of the rod right to try to reach out and try to get the the uh the little case. And actually, I started to pull it out. But you know, fishing rods have a lot of flex. So it kind of like flexed a lot. And as I was picking it up, you know, from the very tailed end, the the rod just slips and falls into the water. I, I was like, oh. oh my gosh, this this is this is bad. This that is bad. Sucks. Mind you, this is a $300 rod and reel combo. It was This was Ooh. my best my best rod and reel you know the one that i the, the the very last one that i bought the one that was my best and the one that i said you know after this i don't think i'm going to spend this amount of money into this hobby you know my very best kind of like kind of like crushing the 570 you know i mean my pride and joy you know it fell and i was like oh my gosh this this is bad this is bad you know so i started seeing see it sink slowly and i said i have to recover it so i spent I don't know, probably about an hour with another rod, you know, just trying to fish it out, right? Trying to fish it out, trying to fish it out. I knew exactly where it had fallen. I knew that I was touching the bottom with, you know, with with the hook of of the rod, but I could not get it out. I could not get it out, I, you know. So I said, you know, I, I give up. You know, after an hour, I it was very hot, and I was I was extremely upset, and I said, you know. That's it. I think I've lost this rod. You know, I I don't think I'm gonna be able to do it. I mean, it's it's a pond with a lot of uh, uh, you know, the bottom is not very good. It's full of it's full of grass, and the grass is and the bottom is very soft. So you know, getting in to to get it is not a good idea. So um, so I said, you know, I'm I'm done. You know, I go back. I I go back home. I'm I'm all bummed up. And I said, you know, I have to try something something different. You know, I still have to to be able to to fish it out. So I went the next day again at lunchtime, and I have this telescoping pole that I use for changing light bulbs on the ceiling. So I had this that, and I noticed that it extended quite a bit. I don't know exactly how many feet, but it was it 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 got pretty long. So I said, you know, if I am able to take this and reach the bottom and poke and feel the rod, I would know exactly where it is so I can focus trying to fish that that portion of the pond and try to fish it out, right? Okay, so I go back to the pond, you know, armed again with all my stuff and with this massive pole. I stretch it out and it doesn't reach the bottom. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's, it's deeper than I thought. So I get, you know, again, I spent... I don't know, probably 
an hour and a half, two hours, trying to fish it out. I tried everything, you know. I tried hooks. I tried lures because they have these, uh, you know, little treble hooks that in theory should grab something easier. You know, I dragged along the whole section of, of you know, close to, close to the pier. It started raining pretty bad, and so I had to go. And I thought, you know, I, th- I, think, I, I think now I've lost it, you know, because maybe actually even it, the rain, because it rained pretty hard and there was a lot of wind, maybe they actually shifted it. And maybe the rod is no actually is not where I think it is anymore. Or maybe because the, the ground is so soft, it, it actually got stuck inside, you know, deep into the, in, into the bottom and I won't be able to get it out. Uh, you know, maybe kind of like burrowed into the, into the ground. So I was like, oh my gosh, I've, I've, I've lost it. So I was thinking, you know, what am I going to do? You know, this, this, this is like really bad. But I said, you know, I don't want to give up. So the next day, again, I, 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 this time it was after work at the afternoon. And uh, I, I, had, I had the idea to basically, I had like an old fishing rod, like four foot six, which is the one that I had purchased for my son when we started this whole fishing thing. So I tied it up to the, to the tip of the pole to extend the, the pole more and see if, if I could actually reach the bottom, which was my original intention the day before. So I did that, and lo and behold, I could actually reach the bottom. So I was feeling, and I thought I had, I had felt it. I started fishing for it, and I couldn't get it out. I started getting a little bit frustrated, and I ended up tying... A lure, you know, it's a crankbait, which, you know, basically it has the, um, it, it, the place where you tie it is kind of like in the top of, of the lure instead of the front. So it, 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 so if you put some weight on it, it, it actually falls down like straight, you know, the treble hooks straight down. So I thought that that would, you know, be a good option to try to see if I could get it. So I start dragging the pole around the bottom and I get it out and I get nothing, you know, I got like, I don't know like five pounds of grass, <laughs> you know, and I, I, you know, like line, grass, you know, everything you can think of. I fished out of, 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 of that pond that day, but no rod. So I was, I was about to give up. I was like, oh my gosh, this, this is bad. This is bad. I don't know what to do. So I, I, you know, I was fishing, uh, you know, all along, like, I don't know, like, uh, like, like six square feet, you know, with taking into account that, you know, the, the rod might have shifted on the bottom. But I decided to basically try to fish again on, on the same spot where I had dropped it originally. So I, I, I did some contortionism and got into under the bench and uh, trying to get the pole. And I started dragging it to where I thought it should be. I started pulling the pole and I, I couldn't feel anything. I, you know, it, it, I was pulling it and not even grass, you know, it, it felt like, like I was lifting it empty. So as I started getting it out of, of the water, I see the tip of the rod. I said, oh, really? So I started pulling it out more. And because the rod is so light, you know, I could, I could actually not feel it. But I was actually getting the rod out. One of the travel hooks had hooked into one of the, uh, of the line eyelets of the guides of, uh, of the rod. So I was getting it out and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that that I'm actually fishing this thing out. So I took it out. I got it back home. I opened it. I rinsed it. You know, this is a, you know, this is a $200 
real. So it's it's basically it's sealed. So n- no water can get into the transmission. So I just opened up the you know I just disassembled it into, into two parts, rinsed it, left it to dry, and before before going to work the next day, I just quickly assembled it, and it was as smooth as always. Nice. So you know the 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 reel didn't get damaged. The rod didn't get damaged, and I was able to fish it out. I mean, I was I was so so happy. Of course, the uh, the small one, the the you know the uh, the four the four foot one that I got into the water to fish it out, that's completely wrecked. You know, that was a fifteen dollar combo reel. The 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 water got all into the transmission, and now it's not moving. But I don't care. I got my I got my nice rod back. So um, <laughs> so I'm I'm very very happy about that. And and you know I I couldn't believe it. I just I refused to give up. So um, I think that uh, that was that was good. I I was really really not wanting to lose that. So so that that was that was good. I felt I felt really good about that. That reminds me of a story that actually brings us back to what we're supposed to be talking about helicopters (laughs) (laughs) back when we were first doing some testing with our yardbird helicopter many years ago we had a local pro who uh flew and still does fly for gowie uh do a test on on our yardbird one day and really awesome guy it was actually at a fun fly, <clears throat> and it was at what is now my home field. At that time, I was not, I was not a member of the club yet, and he beat the tar out of our yardbird. And at the end of that flight, took it way up high to do an auto, and tried to do a blade stop. Ooh. Of course, what he didn't realize was that the blades actually were not tight enough to do a blade stop. Oh, yeah. Next thing you know, the blades folded up on him. Oof. And there was nothing he can do. And that thing fell from probably about 100 feet right down into the moat that surrounds our field. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's a rough day. I spent, the, we actually have a, a little ki- one-man kayak because it's not uncommon to have, we, there's usually at least two or three aircraft that go into that moat every year so i spent we have a little one-man kayak specifically for that you know to try and do some searching around and in that particular location the water is anywhere from about six to eight feet deep and yeah it went right in the middle right down to the bottom and i spent probably two hours in that water that day trying to fish it out could not find it couldn't get it couldn't get it couldn't get it finally gave up the guy felt awful you know he just he felt absolutely terrible which was which sucked because it was only a few weeks later that he ended up actually going out to uh wherever venlo for the 3d world championships there mm-hmm. and uh he actually unfortunately had his worst worst performance ever that year which i hope it wasn't because of how how he flew or what happened with our fun fly that week but anyways the next week after, we went and borrowed a boat and decided to go and make another attempt. And this time, you know, Javier, you're talking about your extendable pole thing. Well, what this guy did is he bought a, a wood or found a cheap wooden broom handle and then a cheap wooden handled claw hammer and literally screwed the two together. 
And so I was, the two of us, me and my buddy, we were in the boat. I was holding the boat with the paddle, trying to hold it in one spot. And he was trying to fish for it. And I start going down, just trying to hold the boat. And I start feeling something hard underneath my paddle. I'm like, you know what? I feel something. I don't know whether it's just a branch or what it is. Cause there is a lot of tree branches in that pond or in that, uh, ditch as well. I'm like, I don't know what it is, but something feels hard. He's like, well, let me check. So we repositioned the boat and he goes down there, reaches down with the claw hammer. And he's like, you know what? He says, I think I might have it. Next thing you know, yep, sure enough, that was our helicopter. We fished it out. It was a week after and we fished it out of that pond or not of the pond. Sorry, out of the ditch. (laughs) Yeah. And that helicopter, I flew that helicopter for several years after that. Nice. Cool. So, yeah. Anyways, back to you, Javier. Nice, nice. That's that's a very good story. So now, now I'll get back to helicopters. It's about time. <laughs> so I've I've told you guys that, that you know I I flew the five hundred, and it had to worked well, and I bought the uh, the ESC for the four twenty to get basically the the whole fleet back in order. But when I made that order, I also ordered the telemetry wire for the Neo. So uh, because the I originally thought about putting it on the 420, but, you know, it's such a small helicopter and there's very little room for wiring. So I just said, you know, I'm just going to keep it. So the the ESE arrived. I, I did the whole thing. I finished the, the 420 body. I actually, you know, it's I know it's not, uh, it's technically not flying, but uh, but you know, I did a test hover on my backyard uh, with a 420, and uh, and everything seemed to be working fine. Um, I did the you know the RPM standardization for the governor, and uh, I uh, so I I basically left it like a couple minutes, you know, at 50 percent, and then I tried to drain a little bit of battery with you know just hovering it out um, on 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 the backyard, and then I decided to try my luck at that telemetry wire but installing it on the, on the 570 because before I switched over to Neo I was doing telemetry with uh, with the spirit and it was working really well I really liked it and I had that on the on the 570 so I said you know there's there's plenty of room on the 570 to to install that wire so I routed the wire for the for for telemetry on on the 570 which was has a 120 amp before which is perfectly compatible with full telemetry on Neo. So I uh, I reset. I had to you know load the specific firmware version for it for the Neo, which meant that I needed to also do the RPM standard standardization on that one. So I did the uh, the RPM standardization on the 570. Everything uh, you know everything looked good. I did the same thing. I I hovered it you know to finish the battery, and everything felt fine. So. In strict theory, I did fly, but I didn't really fly. It was just a you know test drive of testing other helicopters. So, so you know, we got to the point where my fleet is back in order. So the five seventy is ready to fly. Uh, I you know as, as I said, you know, I did the whole RP, the whole ESC thing and the telemetry. I just need to configure a battery on it. Apparently, so I you know I have to learn how to do telemetry on on Neo. But the helicopter flies, you know, I can fly it on a timer. The 500 is, is flying as well. I also did, you know, I had done a test hover on that one before. So that works fine. The 420 is fine. Everything everything is working. Um, 
you know, up to this point, everything is working perfectly fine, right? However, I am now the owner of a crashed helicopter. Sorry, you're what? I am I am now the owner of a crashed helicopter. Already? Yes. What? Yes. What happened? Uh well, it, it in order to make this the story short. Um, oh my god! Never <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, in order to make the story short, there's uh, I have a I have a friend. You have friends? <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I thought I kind of thought that we were friends, so I thought that I would at least have two. <laughs> No. Okay. Well, you, you, uh, we, okay. We'll, I, I, we'll, we'll, I, we'll that, 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 that yeah, hurt we'll my feelings. That. that hurt my feelings. We'll I'm good with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you make, so, yeah, you make I have this friend side. that, um, that, uh, that owns, um, uh, um, uh, a helicopter. And, um, he, uh, he actually crashed it. And he actually offered it to me at a bargain price. Uh, so I, I actually couldn't say no. So the reason that I actually own a crash helicopter is because there's a helicopter being shipped over to me that I got a terrific deal for that is actually, you know, a new helicopter to add to the fleet. Really? So what size, what helicopter is it? So I'm not going to spoil the surprise for you. I'm going to text you guys a picture because I don't I, I want to gauge your reaction to that live here on the podcast. And I've been <laughs> biting my tongue over not telling you guys anything about it. Uh, but um, I'm going to text you guys okay. a okay. picture right now. Uh, Got to give him credit for keeping his mouth quiet about it. Yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah. You I've been trying to keep. That. I've been trying to keep quiet about mine, and I just haven't been doing a very good job of it. Dude, you, you guys <laughs> know I'm, whatever whatever cool thing I see or I'm getting, you know, I share it with you guys right away. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, it see, was. Hard. I shared with you I guys to too. Admit. Yeah. Yeah. I I I also share with you guys, but you know, I wanted to really gauge. Your impressions on 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 the podcast. So, so are so you trying to uh, be like the old RCHN thing? Where no uh, way, <laughs> no way. Is that a seven hundred? That is a raw seven hundred KSE. No wow. way! Holy shit! Yes, yes, gentlemen. Wow. I am now. I have now jumped into the 700 bandwagon. Holy shit. And being a KSE, is that the three blade then? Correct. Yeah. That is a three blade head and tail. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, oh, boy. Wee. Yes. Yes. Oh, so, um, you know, it's, it's gonna, you know, I figured out that it's hard for me to save up a big chunk of money to buy the kit. So, you know, at the deal that I got it, you know, I'm just going to slowly repair it. You know, it's it's easier to, you know, get $100, $200 here and there and slowly repair it and slowly buy the electronics mm-hmm. than, you know, trying to, you know, 
find a way to get you know three thousand dollars to to buy the whole thing, right? So um, so yeah, um, I think that uh, this was a good uh, a good plan to um, to get it because you know he crashed it. He showed me the pictures. Doesn't look that bad. Um, I'm pretty sure that you know it's 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 not going to be cheap to to repair. But you know I can do it piece by piece. I mean it's not like you know I'm on a hiatus right now. I'm no I'm in no urgency to to get it together right now. But I saw the pictures and it doesn't look actually that bad. And there's a few pieces that I think that I could you know, just live as is that are, you know, dented or, you know, have some physical damage that I could get away with and, you know, minimize, minimize the repair costs that I can start saving up for the electronics. So, um, so yeah, definitely next year I'll be, uh, I'll be for sure flying a 700. So what does it need right now? Well, it's just the airframe and I have to yet, uh, you know, it looks complete. You know, he showed me the pictures after the crash and uh, before he put it in the box and it looks complete it looks like like a full heli so the the damages must be you know bearings and something on the head and you know things bent here and there so um and you know the canopy you know it's a small canopy it's not that expensive as a as a goblin canopy the boom is dented but it's not it it's not uh, you know it can still be flown so you know i think that it's not too bad but again you know i have to receive it and to and to fully do the check but you know I'd, for what i got it you know it i think it was well worth it cool wow i'm speechless i'm shocked <laughs> i was still, too dude. i was I, too I, yeah sh- um yeah I, I i you know it was it was one of those opportunities i mean i i just i just couldn't pass it and um you know because he crashed it and he said you know i'm just gonna buy a new kit and i said well would you be willing to part from me with your crash heli and he said yeah i'll just make you a good deal set the price and i said oh my gosh i have to get it so um so yeah it's 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 there so now 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 i'm invested now into the 700 so definitely next year it has to be flying so you don't have it yet though no no it's uh it's been shipped um i think that he shipped it today okay so it should be there in a couple of days or a couple of weeks uh, no, probably within the week at the most beginning of next week. Okay. Which means that in, in skits up, uh, in, in skits up time, that means that probably next time it'll actually be completely assessed of what it needs to be repaired. <laughs> well, what do you think, Frank? Should we say it's got to be flying by the next time we record? No, 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 because we're going to record next month. And we're going to get back on, and this is this is this is a guarantee that I'm putting out to the whole 25 people that listen to our podcast that we're, you're going to get more uh, podcasts at least one a quarter. I'm not going to say one a month because I I even think that's we won't do that, but at least one a quarter a year. Hey, you I've had them, it. I've had them edited in time. I know, <laughs> and now we have a different yeah. way of doing it. So that that, that but we uh, will be working. And thank you, Weens, for being our uh, savior when it comes to that. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what? Actually, in some ways, it's been kind of fun. It's It has taken longer to do the editing than I thought. By the way, Frank, are you still sitting in the same chair that you were sitting in last recording? Yes. Uh-oh. Okay. So Your you squeaky deal with chair squ- drove me nuts. Squeaky chair is cool, man. I'm, I'm trying to move less this time. Okay. 
because it drove me nuts. That added, that alone added two hours to the editing. <laughs> oh my god! All right, uh, all right. I'm going to Amazon right now. Instead of buying new servos that I wanted, I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna go buy a chair. <laughs> oh. Anyways, no, that's cool. You got a hell uh, 700 Javier. I think that's awesome. It's about yes, time. Yes, that, that is yeah. awesome, dude. Yes, yes, it's um, I'm I'm very happy, and it's not just any 700. And besides, you know, Paul is not here, but um, I'm uh, I'm also in um, in talks about uh, another 700. So I don't know. It wow. might be that I may have two 700s next year, but I don't know. <laughs> no that's, way. Sti- that's still something. That's still something yet to be decided. But um, I mean, at least one and. Probably two airframes, so I might not be able to, you know, buy all the electronics for both. If I if I go ahead with that, which seems very likely that will happen, uh, but at, but at least you know I might be invested into two seven hundreds, which means that you know my fleet is going to get a serious upgrade. But we'll see, we'll see how things uh, how things happen. But I'm very excited. I'm very excited. It seems like next year is going to be a good year. You know, taking a hiatus was actually not such a bad thing after all. So, do we need to talk about servos and motor? Hint, hint, hint. Well, eventually, eventually, <laughs> but uh, I'm pretty much. Um, I might uh, have some MKS servos here. <laughs> yeah, and a really I, nice I, I, line BL uh, BL850 MX motor. Yeah, yeah. Although your Canadian shipping might kill me. <laughs> True enough. <laughs> and probably take two months. Yes. Actually, no. Going oh, it, south. Shipping from Canada to the U.S. goes fast. Shipping from Canada, or sorry, shipping from U.S. to Canada takes forever. Yeah, yeah, but timing is not an issue. You know, this yeah. is this is not going to to be ready until you know next year season. So, I mean, timing is not really an issue. It would be mostly you know the, the customs costs and shipping costs that I might be worried about. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, right now, I'm 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 very excited, and uh, I wanna first I wanna put it together so that it looks like a heli, and then I'm going to disassemble it, you know, down to the last screw to make a full list of what it needs. Start making a budget. Start spreading it out and seeing, making the math. Uh, what happens. Start making the math. <laughs> I have to make the math. I have to make the math. Indeed. So I'm very excited. I'm very excited. And uh, I can't believe that I could hold my tongue as long as I did to, to gauge your guys' reaction on the show, which was what I really wanted. That was a very interesting surprise. That was... I, I'm I, I'm excited that you got a 700. I'm disappointed that it's a goblin, but I'm not surprised Ooh. either. <laughs> <laughs> well, to, to... Oh, my the, God. These things... Wings, wings you're my favorite. raw, so... <laughs> Oh, sorry. Did I just say that out loud? I mean, um, um. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. One of us. One of us. One of us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now you two guys are Excel power junkies. So I have to keep going. Actually, my actually uh, stuff. Paul. Paul also has an Excel power. It's a V one, but he still has one. So yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. So you're. But the, he you're also weird... has. But he also has a, a kraken, a golden kraken. So. That's true. He, he's both That's true. ways. That's true. <laughs> Goes both ways. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, I still like my right. logo too. I still all like right. my logo. It's okay. I'll forgive you. Uh, all right, Frank. 
So after that, I mean, I wanted to save that for, for the last of my update, of course. So, Frank, the floor is yours. So it's my turn now. Okay. Yes. Uh, wow. Us. Come on. Can you hit so, us with something as hard and as exciting as that? Uh, okay. <laughs> so the last time we recorded, I was talking. No, last time we recorded was with Bert. So I do, yep. we really didn't talk much about anything. So nope. I've, been fly, I've been flying my Nimbus. Nice. Uh, nothing destroyed yet on it. Well, skits. That's maybe, disappointing. That's just skits. I've, I've broken a few sets of skits because of trying to do inverted autos in it. But I can do them now. On I, I'm able to, to nail the uh, inverted autos. They just don't land close to me. But I can do them on the 700 all day long. No problem. Uh, cool. The, the, my Nimbus, I'm still working on it. But I'm on the process of getting ready, preparing that. So little by little. The Nimbus is flying great. My V2s, 1 and 2, are just flying out of this world, taking a lot of abuse. I've been putting a lot of batteries through them. I've been I've been changing up my, my flying day a little bit, except for this past weekend. But prior to that, I was charging at home and going to the field with, like, 11 batteries and getting 11 flights and coming home. Wow. This weekend, this weekend I, took my, I charged at the field, and I only got seven flights in. So I've learned that... I need to come with the batteries, so I force myself to fly all the packs while I'm there. Um, so I haven't been to any events since the last time we recorded. Uh, I'll be heading to Urcha here in, what, 15 days? So oh, hold, less than hold two. on. Last yeah. time we recorded was before you went to Texas. No, it wasn't. Well, Bert. okay, it was with Bert, but we didn't talk about that. We didn't talk about that. Oh, Okay, okay, okay. So let's talk about uh, yeah. Talk about it. So we went to. So I went to visit Doug Darby, and then we drove down to Helly's over Apache Pass from Dallas. I got to see his awesome garage and his big monster CNC mill. Um, and we had a great time. The event was. It's funny because it's such a huge feel that if people really knew about it, they would more people would come to it, right? And the Kenny Sierra and Richard Spiegel, they were the CDs of the event. They had a great, great event. It was so much fun. We were flying late, you know. I didn't crash anything, so knock on wood. And I got to fly Doug Darby's gasser, the his V2 gasser. Cool. And, and I literally flew the carb off of it. Like the carb came <laughs> off in the middle of fly. <laughs> And I promise you not, and I promise you not, guys, and I always got to thank Rob McClellan because he taught me how to shoot autos like six years ago, and I was able to save it. Now, nice. Doug had a, something similar happen, but he wasn't as lucky as I was. So there was a V2 gasser down. But it's okay. It's back up in the air, and it's flying now. I, it was a crazy trip, man. It was one of those that you know I want to do again, so I'm going to work on it doing it again next year, and I enjoyed the long drive with, with Doug. And uh, there is a gas station, Wonderland convenience store called Bucky's. And, oh my God, make the trip totally worth it. So for all the Texas people and, you know, Southern people that have Bucky's in their state, lucky bastards. I got one in Daytona, which I'll be hitting up on the way up to Urcha. So that's my quick little fun. 
Uh, I drank. Why is Bucky so great? Oh, dude, just I can't even describe it, dude. There's not enough time in this podcast for me to talk about the greatness that is Bucky's. All right. (laughs) Like, it's just there isn't. They have so many different soda brands. Like, I was like, oh, my God. And all in Fountain. So, you know, I love Fountain Soda. But I, I my journey to lose weight, I've gotten off of it. But I had to indulge myself at that event. And they had, like, fresh, like, pulled pork sandwiches. Oh, just oh. far f- far as gas station food, this is the Morton's of them. Okay? This is, like... Great, great stuff. I had a lot of fun. I bought my my daughter and my wife stuff from there. So, yeah, Doug <laughs> made the joke. Says so like, this is uh, you can go Christmas shopping here, Frank, and be okay. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you bought traveling presents from a gas station, okay? <laughs> but but it was it's such a like you have to look like you have to just look them up, dude. Look up videos of Bucky's, and then you will and you will understand why I say this, right? Okay. Like imagine a Seven Eleven uh, got gangbang by a Target and a Walmart, and that's the best. <laughs> that's the best way to explain that to you. Okay. And, okay. So after that, uh, built the the Nimbus, flown the Nimbus a lot, loving the Nimbus, great machine. Uh, I got some new upgrade parts coming for it to make it a six hundred. So I'm excited about that. What else? That's one actually I'm we curious ha- to hear about this, yeah. the stretch version. Global 3D came and Kenny Co got first place, guaranteeing another win for XL Power, which is really good. Camp 9 came in third, and Nick Maxwell came in sixth place, just shy of the of the top five. So out of the top six, three of them were XL Power. So that made me really, really happy. And uh C D Got second, and he flies for Maniacs, also making me very, very happy. So, so far, so good this year. Nice. So, I kept thinking of this gasser when I got done flying Doug's, and I'm like, man, you know, I could really, really enjoy it. And most of this season, or most of this year, I've been flying my, I've been flying my electrics and not really much my nitro, right? And I've been really getting annoyed at my guys at the field. And it's all good and fun because we make fun of each other a lot. Because all the guys have nitros and, you know, they take seven, eight minutes or I take three minutes, my flights. And I'm like, mm, I need to get my nitro back together. No, you don't. But what I, but what I really need to do is get myself a gasser. <laughs> so, so it all started with, you know what? Let me go buy the motor and the pipe. And a few odd ads in here just to get the this thing kind of going. And I'm talking to Doug, and then Doug's like, just send me the stuff and I'll build it for you. I'm like, well, what are the chances I have like the number one gas guy in the world to build my V2 for me, which he's already built a handful of them already for other people. So I'm like, deal, I'm in. And I had I sent an airframe to him. I bought the the OBR. Uh, motor and M Studio pipe for it. I got some Torque HLX servos on it. I think you've seen it. Or I think you guys both seen it, right? I showed you pictures of it. Yes, yes. What size motor was that again? That's a three ten. Three ten. Okay. Or three twenty. One of those two. It's 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 the big it's the big Mama Jama. Nice. And Doug has test. He's built it. He broke it in for me. He made a bunch of custom CNC parts for it for me. 
and we are um and I'll be taking delivery of it in at Urcha. So at Urcha I'll have another seven hundred helicopter added to my list. Cool. So I'm really excited about that. The Nick Maxwell edition V2 is it's it'll be out in about a month and a half, two months. So by the time this comes out, it'll probably be out already. That one has a boatload of cool upgrades that will definitely enhance the flying characteristics of the helicopter. What else? What else, guys? There might or might not be a V2 Nitro in the future. That's all I'm going to say about that. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Wink, wink, everybody. Rod, don't fire me for letting that one loose. Yeah, by the time this comes out, it'll probably be available anyways. Yeah, yeah, probably. I'll get aside. The that that. Oh, and I bought an RC plane. Oh, yeah, I bought an uh, uh, Extreme Hobbies, uh, Extreme Hobby Shop, uh, no Extreme Flight Edge Five Forty. Ooh, what size? Seventy-two inch. Seventy-two inch. Nice. With a V-Bar Neo in it and an electric and a Scorpion power system. Nice. 6S or twelve S. I I don't know yet. I I got it from I bought it from uh, Gorgon from Mikado USA. So he told me it's mine whenever I want to go pick it up. So oh, you don't have it yet. I haven't I haven't, haven't picked it up yet. I'll bring it home with me after Urcha because I'm go, I'm going I'm riding with those guys up to Urcha. So pretty excited about that. Nice. I've actually got one of the old uh, 3D hobby shops, a 41 inch Edge 540. Nice. And it flies. Amazing. I had one. I think it flies awesome. I had one of those and I had it with a on V plane with a mini V bar and a satellite. Mm -hmm. Really cool. See, I've actually got uh, a Neo V basic in there. Mm -hmm. To be honest, I haven't really felt like I wanted to go and turn on V plane simply because I don't feel like I need it. The plane flies so well without it, I don't feel like I really need it. That's awesome. I'm, I might try something like that. I've been I've been thinking about building a few like small like thirty inch profile planes. Oh yeah, and, yeah. You know, and I was thinking, the man, that those would be great if I just I gotta check this uh, V Basic <clears throat> to see if that how that works. V Basic is so easy and simple. It worked. It's set up. I think it took me like fifteen twenty minutes to set it up. It was cool, really quick and easy. Yeah, I to be honest, I mean those. Those extreme flights and you know a 3D hobby shop is now owned by Extreme Flight, and those planes mm-hmm. they fly so well that in my opinion there's no need for gyros in them. There really isn't. That's true. That's true. But if it's already coming with it, I might as well say I can't say no to it. Well, and I guess that's true. Yeah. So well, that's cool. Uh, so yeah, I've been looking to buy a plank, and I was gonna get a Bell Hempel Clip Wing Cub, like a 25 percent. Mm. Mm-hmm. I was big, big into Cubs and like stall planes and you know just general, just that general uh, style of plane. I've been looking at that a lot. So much that I've actually been looking at uh, what it would cost to do full full scale. Ooh! So that 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 might be something I I attempt next year. Ooh! You're gonna be our, it, are you going to be our Shaggy, the Florida Shaggy? I'm whoa 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 <laughs> whoa whoa whoa! I I can't I could never live up to those expectations. I just gotta. He has me so beat. You know, 
I love that uh, dude for some reason. Uh yeah, I like Shaggy. He's a good guy. So other than that, what else have I been working on? Um I pulled the motor off my one oh five off my Protos Nitro. It's time to rebuild it. It's had enough life, hasn't has had enough flights. So I'll be rebuilding that soon. Uh I've been messing around with my Protos Electric. I changed out the boom. I went back to the aluminum boom and the booms and the boom supports. I haven't flown it yet, but I'm looking forward to that. Getting that back up in the air. I always like the helicopter. What else? What else? Urches are on the corner, so I'll be there. And yeah, I'll be getting I my guesser. I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. I really want to, and I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. Oh, breaks my heart. I know that Javier's going to skip out on me this year and not show up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm skipping out of everything, man. I, I skipped out of my own event. Well, my, my club's event. So, yeah. Yeah, um, no, I really wanted to, but uh, our government is well, just making it so hard for me to actually come back into Canada. Mm. Just, yeah, yeah. Ho- hopefully, everything gets better by next year because next year is going to be the yes. year to come because of nationals being held here in the United States, and yep. that's going to be really cool. Yeah, excited for that. So far as all heli related, that's that's where I'm at. Cool. Yeah. So you're the the V two gasser. Then you that you that's you you haven't actually got that back then. No. No, it's 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 sitting and mounted and ready to hit the road mm-hmm. in McKinney, Texas, where Doug okay. Darby lives. Cool. Yeah. Because Urch is not that far away now, is it? Uh, it's fourteen days, fourteen fifteen days. Actually, let me look it up. Do you have a timer in the? Actually, I, I think I will probably be on the road this time in two weeks. Yep, yep. Cool. Very excited about. Very, very excited. It's going to be a good time this year. Maybe next year. Yeah, yeah. I'm going yeah, to that one. Next year. I'm going to Urcha. Then I'm going to Heli Extravaganza at Joe Nall, which is a beautiful feel. I'm looking forward to that a lot. Uh, after that one, it's September, October. It's usually the Fall Heli Classic here in Florida. It's mostly an F3 event, but they have some fun fly stuff. So I go do the fun flying stuff and watch other guys do F3C, which is really cool. Uh, then after that one, it's it's a hard bet. I haven't figured out yet. I really want to attend the rodeo, but you know they also have the fall pool in North Carolina at RCHO. And you can't say no to those guys, man. That's such a good, that is such a good time there. Cool. So hopefully there'll be different weekends so I can do both. Yeah. 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 I'm looking forward to uh, the event here out here in BC next weekend for, of course, this episode's going to come out after this is all done or after the event is done. But for anybody that is interested in coming out to Western Canada, for a fun fly, this would be the good one to do. It's in town of Kamloops, BC. There's actually hotels really close. It's a decent size. It's basically it's two soccer fields put end to end. Is where they fly, cool. and so they usually set up about five flight stations. And no. uh, it's 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 the only real catch with it is they're expecting hundred degree Fahrenheit weather next weekend. 
which Oof. I am not looking forward to. That's Florida weather, baby. I'm good for that. Oh, that's brutally hot. Uh, no, I, man, I will be bringing a uh, a 14 inch fan with me to take with me out onto the field to try and keep me cool. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, the trick is, and I talk talking from a guy that deals with a lot of heat is get a towel, like mm-hmm. and not 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 like a big beach towel, but like 24 inch length or something like that, and soak it in water and put it across your neck. That will cool <laughs> okay. you instantly. It will cool you instantly, and you will not feel the heat at all. <laughs> so, okay. tricks from a fat boy. This still wore a lot of heat. <laughs> I will. I usually do go and soak my hat and get that all soaking wet. That helps. No, 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 but it's still no, not no, good enough. Not. It's not enough. Yeah, because it just sets your head. You want your tor- you want your your upper body to really get cooled down. Yeah. So, yeah, and then I finish up the year in December at the Winter Bash. So, I've been to, what, my own fun fly, uh, two, three, three fun flies this year, and I got about six more to go before the end of the year. Wow. Or five more to go at the end of the year. So, it's, it's going to be a good time. I'm jealous. We don't get that many fun flies out here at all. Yeah. Oh, and I just got back from vacation. We, we spend a week at Naples. Here in the west coast of Florida. Ooh. Got to see, do some beach time, some pool time, some relaxing time. In general, a lot of fun. Cool. Nice. So, yeah, that's about it for me, man. Looking forward to to the rest of the year. Nice. Yeah, I've been trying to figure out what I want to get next. And I think that this going to be uh, it's gonna be another after this. My gasser, I think I am gonna do a a purpose built six hundred with the new stretch kit. Just a completely different machine, not just stretch mine. Just keep mine the way it is, or stretch mine and get another one. Because, and I'll tell you why, guys. Because the one I have now, I have the full size HLX servo series, and I think those will work very well as well on a six hundred. They I fly them on my seven hundred, so they're great servos. But I think the full size configuration will will work better on a 600 and then i'm going to build a, another nimbus with the minis as my 550 get save some weight mm-hmm. cool i was actually a little i was hoping to actually get a test flight on a nimbus there the other when i was in alberta hopefully this weekend i might be able to get a test flight on a nimbus because as much as i'm not a big 600 lover and you know, I just, I, I really like the 700 size. I am curious to try that, that Nimbus, but I would like to try it really on a, on, on a stretch, you know, with 600s and maybe the smaller servos again too. And go that way. I think, uh, cause you know, being the guy that loves light, light helis, I think it'd be kind of cool to try flying something like that. Very cool. No turbine in your future? No, nope, not whatsoever. Yeah, I don't see I don't see the the fun in that for me. I would love to try turbine. Yeah, too much money in the air. I wouldn't be I would enjoy it. It's like at my club, there's a bunch of guys that fly a lot of high dollar RC jets, like turbines with stupid $20,000 planes. And you know, I just wouldn't enjoy that in the air. 
I'd be freaking out the whole time. Okay, so we've got that recorded. Now, in a couple of years' time, when he's when Frank is tired of gassers and electrics and nitros, and he's going to say, "Yeah, I want a turbine." When we can we can go and pull this out of the record of the archives and show them that. So, the, so the, the issue the issue <laughs> the issue with them is that they're just pigs. They have no power, and you know they're fun and interesting. And yeah, I guess the sound is cool and. You know, uh, Cade, uh, flies the hell out of his, um, uh, whiplash turbine, but not for me. I'll stick with my, uh, my internal combustion and electrics for the foreseeable future. See, and turbine is the only quote unquote internal combustion engine that actually interests me. <sighs> so much hate, so much hate. I have to teach you guys. To convert you guys, I gotta figure out what way to do it. I know I'll get uh, Javier to fly my nitro one day. Maybe not. It's not a it's not a SAB one, so it might not even happen. So yeah, yeah. No, you don't you don't have that like nitro any anymore. So no, I saw it this weekend though. One of the guys at my field has it now. Nice. She's been a good. Has to she's be been enjoyed. a good Yeah, it does. Well, so, is that about it? I think so. Sounds like it. Really exciting episode that everybody's going to be really super interested in listening to. Hey, man, they get to hear our voice. That should be enough right there. <laughs> Please edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's going into the bloopers. <laughs> oh, man. I, I need new friends. <laughs> Alrighty. So well, then take us like out. That's it. Yeah. It seems like this is it for today. So I um, want to thank all of our listeners for sticking uh, sticking with us through our very, 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 very weird schedule. But uh, we're still here and we're still coming. So um, thank you for listening and see you next time. You bet. See you all next time.
bloopers and outtakes, bloopers and outtakes. And there was much rejoicing. So, uh, oh, now recording. Recording. Are we still doing outtakes? Uh, I didn't go do any for this one. I was, uh, yeah, I was expecting us to get it out a lot sooner than today. So, okay. But now, now we have, um, you know, now we have the, the process has changed now, right? Now we've, you do we've all got the, the power. Well, yeah, so we have. So, uh, do you want to, do yeah. you want to get Elvis into the building now? Get Elvis into the building. Uh, I've, I've seen the Elvis movie recently, so that's why. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you want to get started? Sure. All right. Okay. So, hey, hello. Hey, hold on. What? Stop. 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 Any, what, you guys what? hear music? No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> music? No. <laughs> Is everybody recording? Yeah. No. 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 Yes. no. I'm recording Start on the desk. Yes. Start Are you recording? recording? Yes. I'm recording. Um, I'm recording too. Okay, now we can start. Yep, yep. All right, so let's let's get started then. So, right, um, yeah, what? Get us started. How you get us started, man? <laughs> that that's that's going in the outtakes. Uh, wait, 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 okay. wait. No. Okay, so third time's a charm. No. No? Why not? You went fourth? Maybe. <laughs> okay, so let's try it again. <laughs>